As tensions across the Taiwan Strait grow, the Australian Senate's Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Eric Abetz is calling for his country to overturn its long-standing one-China policy and establish formal diplomatic ties with Taiwan. Former Prime Minister Tony Abbott has also sounded a warning that China might up the ante with a blockade and a subsequent takeover of Taiwan. He is calling for Western democracies to be prepared for the, quote, unthinkable. We have to be absolutely ready uh, for a continued escalation of pressure on Taiwan up to and including a full-scale military assault. Speaking at the Wilson Center, a think tank in Washington, former Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott expressed concern over escalating tensions across the Taiwan Strait. He said China could soon launch a full assault on Taiwan and urged Western democracies to be prepared for the unthinkable. At some point in time, perhaps quite soon, uh, China might uh, up the ante, uh, either with a blockade of the so-called uh, rebel province says that it's absolutely necessary that by 2049, uh, the centenary of the communist takeover, that China be the world's number one power. Abbott said Chinese President Xi Jinping has shown an appetite for risk-taking, as seen when he abrogated the One Country, Two Systems Treaty. Since taking office, Xi has repeatedly called for the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation by 2049, which marks the centenary of the founding of the People's Republic. His remark has been widely seen as alluding to a deadline for reunification with Taiwan. I was very encouraged to hear President Biden say America uh, would come to Taiwan's aid if it were attacked. And we would like to thank Abbott for his reminders. The fact of the matter is that the tensions across the Taiwan Strait are entirely the result of the ambitions of the CCP and Xi Jinping. The Taiwan-Australia relations have been warming since 2018. The Australian Defense Minister has said that in the event of China's military invasion of Taiwan, Australia would stand with the U.S. and follow its lead. Meanwhile, chairman of the Australian Senate's Foreign Affairs Committee, Eric Abetz, recently said to reporters that Australia should, in a bipartisan move, overturn its long-standing one-China policy. He added that he would like to see the establishment of full diplomatic relations between Australia and Taiwan, as both sides share many similarities. As China's aggression grows, so do the calls for support of Taiwan coming from down under. The former Taiwan Provincial Assembly Building in Taichung is now a museum that displays the history of Taiwan's democratic development. The legislative yuan spent two years revitalizing the historical site, and now visitors can gain a better understanding of Taiwan's democratic history through photos, models, artifacts, and interactive installations. President Tsai went down to the central city to inaugurate the museum on Sunday. Accompanied by Legislative Yuan Speaker Yeo Si Kun and his deputy Tsai Chi Chang, President Tsai inaugurated the Democratic Times Museum and the opening of the centennial exhibition of the petition movement for the establishment of a Taiwanese parliament. I look back at the key movement initiated by Lin Xiantang and others more than 100 years ago. Although the movement was ultimately unsuccessful, their efforts led to the first election in Taiwan's history. 
I must say, due to the hard work by all of you who are here today, the struggles of these forefathers in pursuit of democracy can be reproduced and shown to the people of Taiwan. Tsai said democracy as an important asset of Taiwan has to move forward. She was glad to see the former Taiwan Provincial Assembly building transform into the Democratic Times Museum. Over the past year or so, I believe everyone has felt that amid the pandemic, our insistence on democratic values has allowed Taiwan to gain more support. Our cooperation with like-minded countries has become ever the closer, and not only have we been able to fight the challenges brought by the pandemic, the pace of Taiwan's development has not stopped. The Democratic Times Museum effectively preserves and utilizes the Taiwan Provincial Assembly Building. It reveals historical truth, becoming the first exhibition pavilion with the theme of democracy in the Chinese-speaking world. The Legislative Yuan Service Center in central and southern Taiwan spent two years turning the former Taiwan Provincial Assembly Building into the Democratic Times Museum where the development of Taiwan's democracy over the years is shown with old photos, models, and artifacts. Interactive installations also allow visitors to immerse in history, increasing the pleasure of a visit. It's a must-see for people interested in Taiwan's history. The numbers of new local infections of COVID and COVID-related deaths have gone back down to zero over the past week. Only six new imported cases were reported on Sunday, ranging between the ages of 20 and 60. One of them was a breakthrough infection. Another was once a confirmed case. Let's hear from the CECC. This particular case, number 16518, had received two doses of the Pfizer vaccine in early August, and the sixth case, number 16522, was confirmed to be infected in the UK in late June. He had only received two doses of the Pfizer vaccine in mid-August. As countries around the world gradually reopen their borders and as infections begin to taper off with higher vaccination coverage in Taiwan, authorities are mulling over the possibility of loosening quarantine measures for Lunar New Year. Travelers arriving in Taiwan may only be required to undergo a 10-day quarantine in a hotel, followed by four days of home quarantine. Well, the pomelo season has come to a close, and it's time for farmers to prune their pomelo trees. One farmer in Miao Li has invented a new culinary delight using the unwanted pomelo branches. He roasts whole chickens in pomelo smoke, infusing them with a delicious fruity flavor. As diners dig into their steaming hot roast chicken, an irresistible smell fills the air. (laughs) No one complains about their fingers getting burned as they enjoy a hearty meal. The skin is so good. It has that pomelo flavor that most chickens don't have. When foodies come here, they're hooked from the first bite. It's all down to the trick used to smoke the chicken. The whole chicken is dressed in a special pomelo glaze before going in the oven. The wood on the fire is carefully chosen, too. 
These pomelo trees take several chops to cut down. The hardwood burns steadily and gently. That's why the chicken skin comes out so crispy with a delicate but unmistakable pomelo scent. But necessity was the mother of invention. Every year when we finish picking the fruit, the trees rest for a couple of months. Then we start pruning lots of branches. We don't know how to get rid of the branches anymore because of the Air Pollution Act. So we research how it is to roast chicken with them. When you've roasted a chicken, the ashes can go back to nature as fertilizer. This chicken vendor is delighted to have found this delicious way to use up dead pomelo branches, a new local specialty. Starting in November, Taiwan nationals will be able to enter Thailand without undergoing quarantine. Taiwan is among 63 countries and regions from which Thai authorities have lifted quarantine restrictions. To enter the country, visitors have to be fully vaccinated within 14 days of arrival and pass a PCR test upon landing. However, those who are vaccinated with Taiwan's Medigen vaccine, which has yet to pass the WHO's global phase three trials, are still barred from entering the Southeast Asian country. Travel agencies also pointed out that since returnees still have to undergo 14 days of quarantine in Taiwan, Thailand's lifting of quarantine requirement will not be a strong enough incentive for Taiwanese to spend their vacation in Thailand. Earlier this month, the arrest of a Taiwanese YouTuber drew attention to a technology known as Deep Fake. A YouTuber known as Xiao Yu and two others were arrested on charges of making deep fake sex videos targeting celebrities and politicians. Deep Fake is a technology that can make realistic videos of people doing things they never did. It uses deep machine learning to make fake videos so convincing. They can fool not only the naked eye, but also the software designed to detect them. Today, in our Sunday special report, we take a closer look at this rising technology and its alarming implications for democracies worldwide. Every year on December 25th, Queen Elizabeth II of England delivers a message to her people. For nearly 70 years, I have kept a tradition of speaking to you at Christmas. Sharp-eyed observers might find that this Christmas message is not quite like the rest. Like many of you, when I wasn't settling down with my husband to Netflix and Phil, as I like to call it, I was perfecting my moves for TikTok. The monarch tells a joke before beginning a dance routine. Believe it or not, she is not the queen. Behind the curtain is actress Deborah Stephenson, who little resembles the royal in appearance or in age. She is transformed through the miracle of modern technology. National Taiwan University Xu Zhizheng is one of the few scholars in Taiwan who study facial recognition and synthesis technology. He said the Queen's alternative Christmas message was created with a tool known as deepfake. The defining feature of deepfakes is that it's not important who the actor is. 
If enough data is fed to the computer, any person can become anybody they want to be. 换脸的这个过程中，大部分的情况之下 ，In most cases of face swapping, it doesn't take much for an actor to satisfy the basic requirements. The two people do not really need to look alike, but some basic features should be similar. For example, light and shadow. For example, their skin color might need to be the same. Their appearance shouldn't be too different. Li Junyi and Chen Guanling are both Professor Xu's graduate students. They show me how it's done. Images and videos of their faces are loaded into a facial synthesis program, which analyzes and deconstructs the data. Once the computer has learned each of their facial features, it's able to superimpose one student's face onto another. Through the power of artificial intelligence, and specifically what's known as deep learning, an ordinary laptop can generate sophisticated fake videos that could easily lead the way to fraud. This tech also exists in the form of mobile apps that let the user replace their face with a celebrity's. It's fun to play around with, but it could also be dangerous in the wrong hands. Once a program is trained on a large data set of real images, it can create footage of you saying things you never said. President Trump is a total and complete dipshit. Now, you see, I would never say these things. At least not in a public address. But someone else would. Someone like Jordan Peele. This is a dangerous time. In this video, actor Jordan Peele impersonates Barack Obama, making him give a speech about fake news. The video was made to warn about the dangers of deepfake technology, which has been used to create fake celebrity porn. A sultry Emma Watson appears in this video that's nearly impossible to spot as a fake, but it is. Created by a computer, this is one in a tide of sexually explicit deepfakes that can ruin lives and reputations. Photos and videos of public figures are very easy to obtain. So, using synthesis tools, it is very easy to achieve a realistic synthesis. Besides, when we're watching videos or looking at digital information, we usually just glance at them. We don't examine the details with care. So this information can propagate very easily to all corners of the world. Social media makes it so easy. A piece of information can suddenly spread out in a swarm, and people don't have enough time to distinguish whether it's real or fake. Public figures have public influence. When that influence is misappropriated by deepfake, it can have far-reaching social implications. During an election, if someone makes a deepfake video and distributes it for a political purpose or some other purpose, that's very likely to have an impact on the election. It could give rise to an unfair election. Chen Huiming is editor in chief of the Taiwan Fact Check Center. After the latest U.S. presidential election, she and her team noticed an online video accused of being a deepfake. It was footage of Trump conceding his defeat, and not a few of his supporters were convinced it was created by AI. But because this video was distributed by major U.S. news outlet, Chen's team was skeptical that the footage was a deliberate fabrication. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. 
川普承认败选这样真实的影片，那却被宣称说哦，这个是生。If such a highly realistic video of Trump conceding defeat can be declared a deep fake, that's an alarming implication. This was such an important announcement, and yet the video was declared to be fake. So we needed to look into it. Only using the naked eye, it can be near impossible to verify the authenticity of a video. So Chen enlisted the help of Professor Xu. Using detection software he developed himself, he was able to determine whether the footage of Trump was real. We said that since AI can be used to produce videos that can't be distinguished from the real thing, and since people don't have the time to detect fakes, we have to use AI to fight AI. That's the only way we have a shot at restoring balance to the situation. For example, in this frame, the software automatically detects his face and throws it into the network's model. The result of the algorithm is 0.46. It's less than 0.5, so we determined that the deepfake rumor was false. The deepfake detection software uses the value of 0.5 to assess authenticity. The lower the score, the more likely it is that the content is real. Footage of Trump's concession speech is scored 0.46, indicating that it's likely to be real. But this video of the Queen's Christmas speech scores above 0.9 and is judged by the software to be fake. Actually, the camera is rotating. Isn't that right? But her face is not rotating. The face is not rotating, even though the whole body and the head are turning. Did you notice that her face is basically at a fixed point? It flies against common sense. This is one of the distinguishing features of deep fakes, but it's not easy for people to pick up. What AI can make, AI can also identify. But Professor Xu said that the current machine learning models need to be trained on more datasets. He said deep fake detection still has a long way to go. 真正有意要做抹黑、做攻击的那种影片。There are only a few very deep fakes that are made to intentionally discredit and attack people. They only emerge once in a while. If we know right away that the video is fake, we can take the video and those images and learn how it was falsified. AI models for deep fake detection can be deceived. For example, they can be misled when what pops up is not a human face, but the face of a dog or the face of a cat or a car. The combination of two elements can make this form of malicious information or malicious media more difficult to detect. Once deepfakes are released into the world, the challenge becomes checking their distribution. Many social media platforms, such as Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, have instituted gatekeeping mechanisms. When social media platforms are faced with this problem, basically their view is that first, they want to know if there is an element of manipulation in its production. Second, if there is an element of manipulation, they want to know what the specific purpose was. Perhaps it was to throw an election or to cause public harm. In such case, they will take action to deal with it. Actually, you have to make judgments on what is misinformation and what is hate speech. It's actually very ambiguous. It's quite unclear. Social media platforms don't want to take on this responsibility. Therefore, there's usually a third-party organization that comes in and says, "This is misinformation." In Taiwan. 
Facebook and LINE are partnered with Taiwan Fact Check Center to combat misinformation. When potentially spurious content gains traction online, the Fact Check Center is responsible for verification. Information that's determined to be fake can be targeted by filters. 美国拜登总统就指典礼, on U.S. President Joe Biden's inauguration day, a piece of information started circulating in Taiwan about how Taiwan representative to the U.S. Xiaobi Kim was not invited. That same day, we conducted a fact-check on this information about Xiao on whether she went to Biden's inauguration. When the results came out, we sent a report to Facebook. Facebook used AI detection to deal with the misinformation. Through an algorithm, Facebook can detect misinformation on its platform. It can tag misinformation, placing a fact-check report next to it so that users can assess its credibility. It can also directly reduce the exposure of the misinformation on its platform. As for LINE, the mobile app has fact-checking chatbots. Once added to a chat room, the bots let users know if the information they share is false. 比如说像美玉仪，或者是趋势科技的防诈达人。For example, there's GoGo Look and Trend Micro's Doctor Message. You can add them to your groups. When your friends or family are posting information, the chatbots will compare it to their database. If they find that the information they're sending has been fact-checked and there's a report, it will create a message in your chat room. It'll let everyone know that what they're talking about has a fact-checked report that they can check out. Dear fellow scholars, this is Two Minute Papers with Dr. Karo Jona Deep fake technology has made the internet a more confusing place as its creations get harder and harder to detect. When you can no longer trust your eyes, the only way forward is cautiously and with doubt, taking heed that you not be deceived.